Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Hey guys, this is EJ Holland with the Wolverine.com back with another Wolverine live recruiting show here on our YouTube channel. If you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, you can hit that subscribe button. It is completely free. Make sure to like this video. Like I said, subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're not subscribed to the Wolverine.com, you can get premium insider recruiting information and team information right now for $99.99 for one year or $9.99 per month. And that gets you premium insider recruiting information, uh, all the information coming out of Big Ten Media Days, basketball, basketball recruiting, NIL transfer portal, and so much more. Plus, you get to be part of a great message board community with more than 8,000 unique individual users over on the Fort message board. Uh, so come subscribe today. Again, that's $99.99 annually or $9.99 per month. Uh, but appreciate everybody that's uh, filing in today. I will be answering any and all questions. Sorry, we did not have a Tuesday show. Our other recruiting reporter, Zach Libby, is on vacation in New York City. But we can discuss anything you guys want. Uh, obviously, the big news this week being Jim Harbaugh likely getting 
handed a four-game suspension for Burger Gate and some other uh, minor uh, violations. So, yeah, you can only uh, get free cheeseburgers. Uh, actually, getting free cheeseburgers is, is a violation. You have to buy your own cheeseburgers when it comes to uh, the NCAA. But we can talk about that. Barbecue at the Big House is back this year. A little different than most years. You know, the barbecue at the Big House usually caters to top 2024 recruits. Traditionally, Michigan gets started a little later than most, and they close really strong this year, already up to 26 commits. So not going to be uh, much movement on the 2024 side. You do have Zaquan Patterson coming in, but aside from him, uh, it's mostly just commits. So the focus will really be on some huge 2025 target so we can talk barbecue at the big house we can talk jim arbaugh uh suspension and, and violations and we can talk about anything else you guys have on your mind today so let's go ahead and get started with jeff m who was in the chat at 5 50 p.m so an hour early shout out to jeff m for getting his question in early and if you guys want to skip the line Make sure to hit that little donate button. It's the little box with the dollar sign. That super chat allows you to get your question in first, and that money goes directly to our travel budget as we get ready to uh, hit the road and see top targets and commits across the country this fall. Really excited. High school football season is less than a month away, August 18. I'm super fired up. So let's go ahead and get to Jeff M., and he says, Please break down Bryce Underwood's game. Does he remind you of any quarterbacks? Does he have a quick release? From what I've seen, he often uses a three-quarter release. Can he throw from over the top? So just a, a quick breakdown of Bryce Underwood's game. Look, he's the number one quarterback in the country for, the re for a reason. He's the number one overall recruit per on three, just number one across the board, as you can see there. Uh, he's super, super talented. What makes Bryce Underwood special is his arm talent. I mean, this guy can chuck the ball down the field, but he's not really a Joe Milton type in the sense that he has struggle. He has struggles hitting the target. I mean, he's a very accurate and polished passer. He's a guy that has really grown fundamentally from the first time I saw him to now. His mechanics have gotten a lot better. Uh, he does still need, you know, some fine tuning on some things. His footwork's probably the biggest thing that I would notice, uh, but it's not necessarily the release that makes him special. He does have a quick enough release. It's just the overall arm strength. I mean, this guy can throw the ball deep and light it up. Uh, as far as a quarterback comparison, there isn't a guy that I've covered that I think reminds me of Bryce Underwood. I mean, he's more of a big frame pocket passer. I know he's only listed at six foot three, but he kind of looks six foot five just because he has a lot of length. I mean, he has a, a, a sprinter type build where he has really long legs and then he has really long arms like an edge rusher. Uh, so he has a, a really interesting build. He, he kind of looks taller than he really is. And he's added so much weight to his frame. I think he's probably, he probably weighs a little more than 210 pounds right now, but it's not bad weight. He's kind of built like an action figure. Like when I was trying to think about quarterback comparisons, because I have been asked about that in the past, like I said, there isn't a guy that I've covered or any guy recently that you would really remind me of. I mean, I don't really like this comparison at all, but 
the one guy that I think could just chuck the ball down the field and had some athleticism was Dante Culpepper uh, from back in the day. I used to love watching him and playing with him on the video game. He's like the only guy I can really think of. I think Bryce Underwood's like a, a little bit of a unicorn in the sense that he's unlike any quarterback prospect we've seen recently. It's, you'd be hard-pressed to find a guy that has that athletic of a frame that can throw the ball down the field that has elite ball placement and also is a winner. I mean, he won a state championship at 14 years old at Belleville. Uh, so that's extremely impressive. His leadership skills, his processing, his football IQ. And he, I think a lot of people have this misconception that Bryce Underwood is this elite runner. He's not necessarily a true threat with his legs, which is why I'm not comparing him to like a, a Vince Young or anybody like that. He's not a, a super true threat with his legs, but he poses more of a threat than a guy like uh, a Jaden Davis. He can certainly run if needed, but you know, he, I, I like watching his highlights because he wears 19. So it's kind of like that old school uh, Johnny Unitas style. Uh, and he does have a little bit of Johnny Unitas to his game. I mean, I used to watch a lot of NFL film stuff when I was a kid. Obviously, I never saw Johnny Unitas play. Uh, but just looking from the NFL film style, just that ball placement is elite. And you saw there in the highlight tape, he can certainly make plays with his legs. He is a threat with his legs, but he's not a guy that, you know, you're going to have to super, super plan around for his legs. He's more of a pocket passer. He stands, he delivers, he uses his lower body really, really well to unlock extra power. You see there, that throws just phenomenal. Uh, if I had to pick a, I mean, look at that. That's like an NFL throw right there. So, I mean, if you, if I had to pick a guy from any era, it might be Warren Moon. Like I, I went back be since Jeff M., submitted his question so early. I went back and I was looking for quarterbacks and looking for quarterbacks. And like the guy that, that he kind of reminds me of would be Warren Moon, just looking at, at the, the way he chucks the ball down the field, the accuracy, the ball placement. Uh, so yeah, really tough to compare him to a modern era quarterback. But I mean, Bryce Underwood just checks so many boxes. I mean, look at that throw on the move. And that's what I'm talking about. Even though he's, he can make big plays with his legs, the athleticism, the ability to move around in the pocket, and the ability to make throws on the run is even more impressive than some of this stuff he's doing on the read option against, you know, uh, players that are, are beneath him. I, I think he's a guy that's just going to light it up at the next level, regardless of where he lands. He can fit really any system. So, I mean, he can absolutely change the game uh, at a place like Michigan and add a completely different element to the offense. So that's what makes him such a, an important prospect is he's kind of unlike anything that I've really seen. And I've, I've been doing recruiting for 10 plus years. So there's just so much to love about Bryce Underwood. Let's go down to butter XO. Um, do you think we lead for Gatlin bear? I'm scared. He's going to go to Boise state. So Gatlin bear, the, uh, the lead picture on this YouTube live show. Uh, so let's talk Gatlin bear top 100 wide receiver out of Burley, Idaho, making a multi-day unofficial visit to Boise state. He didn't use an OV on Boise state with it being super close to home. He opted not to do that right now. It's a three team race between Michigan, Oregon and Boise state. Uh, I think Oregon is kind of on the outside looking in, to be honest, this isn't going to be an NIL recruitment at all. So I'm not as worried 
about the Ducks as I normally would be. You can never completely dismiss them in a in a highly competitive recruitment, but I, I really don't think NIL is going to be the deciding factor here. So I really do think it's Michigan, Boise State. Now, does Michigan have the lead? If I I wouldn't say Michigan has an outright lead for Gatlin Bear, and I don't think Michigan feels that way any uh, either. I think they're concerned about Boise State, and I'm concerned about Boise State. But if I had to put in a prediction today, it would be Michigan. They did a fantastic job on the official visit. You have all the uh, connections from you know the Colston Loveland connection with him being an Idaho native and both he and Bear sharing the same high school coach. You have Michigan's experience recruiting mission or a mission player here recently in Andrew Gentry. But I think the biggest thing that really impresses Bear is the development aspect. Michigan will turn you into a terrific player and will develop you in its strength and conditioning program. You have one of the best in Ben Herbert and Gatlin Bear himself is looking to be a strength and conditioning coach when his playing days are over. His father is actually his strength and conditioning coach at his high school. So I think that presentation really moved the needle for Bear and his family. With that said, you know, Boise State offers an opportunity to stay close to home. And distance hasn't been a factor with the Bear family. He has a couple older brothers that uh, go to college further away from home. I know one off the top of my head is at Mississippi State. So, you know, can't get much further than Mississippi from Idaho. So I don't think distance is a factor with the family. But I do think that Boise State uh, making that local hometown hero pitch is something that's really moved the needle uh, for Bear. He's a firm believer in Boise State's head coach. He, he loves the staff there, and it's definitely uh, an appealing option. So I think that this multi-day unofficial visit is going to tell us a lot more about where things stand with Gatlin Bear. Like I said, if I had to make a pick today, it would be Michigan, but uh, and, and even though you don't even see Boise State listed on this on three recruiting prediction machine top four, I feel like the Broncos are, are by far the biggest threat. And while you don't normally see Michigan-Boise State recruiting battles and there's no question that Michigan is a superior program, I think, uh, you know, a small town kid in Idaho having that opportunity to be the face of the franchise uh, per se for for a program like Boise State uh, is is definitely something he's strongly considering so we'll just see how this week pans out as he is set to make his decision on August 5th let's go down to Vince Aluzu and he says do you see the Harbaugh stuff affecting recruiting in any way for people like Aaron Scott Gatlin Bears Aquan Patterson or 2025 recruits no, you know, the, the coaches obviously are likely to get the suspensions and things of that nature, but it's not like Michigan really lost any scholarships or visits or anything like that. So that's definitely a plus when you're looking ahead at the uh, 2025 recruiting class. It, it really would have sucked if Michigan would have, you know, had so something like that happen where you lose official visits or you lose scholarships. That would have uh, certainly have some ramifications, but nothing – like that going on at Michigan. And then for guys that, you know, are, are prime targets here in 2024, it really doesn't make much of a difference either. I mean, nobody's looking at Jim Harbaugh being suspended for four games that Michigan should win as a, a determiner in, or a determining factor 
in their recruitments. I mean, if Gatlin Bear, Aaron Scott, or Zaquan Patterson pick Michigan or don't pick Michigan, they're not going to base this decision off of uh, a suspension or anything of that nature. So I don't think it'll have any effect on the current cycle. I don't think it'll have any effect on next cycle because, like I said, there are no scholarships being taken away. There are no visits being taken away. It's just a suspension. And I think most of social media kind of agrees that it's that's pretty petty. I mean, I don't think Jim Harbaugh lied. Uh, I, I really wouldn't classify him saying, I don't recall as lying. Can you prove that he didn't recall? No, it's the most non-answer you can give. Like if you ask me, um, hey, did you get burgers with you know a couple of your friends at this location three years ago? Uh, because I, I do believe it was in 2020, then I, I I would probably say I don't recall either. You know, it's it's difficult to recall what I had for dinner last week. So I don't think it's necessarily a lie if he said I don't recall, and I don't think you can prove that it's a lie because you really don't know if he didn't recall. Now, did he do it? Probably. I mean, there's whatever there is a receipt, so it's more than likely that he did. But it, it's not like he went in there and said, no, I never met with recruits. I never bought them burgers. I never did this. You know, it's not like he went in there in pure denial mode. It was more so, I don't recall, which again, is pretty much a non-answer. And it's not like you could prove that he actually didn't recall. So um, I, I don't think this is going to have any impact. I think it, it's completely ridiculous and absurd that we're having this. You get uh, you have schools down in, in SEC country that just get slaps on the wrist for doing so much more. And I wrote about it today. I think in total, Michigan had three minor recruiting violations. So it was the the hamburgers, of course, uh, which is the most headline worthy. But you also had something that I mentioned when this investigation was launched, which was the Zoom workouts. Now, the Zoom workouts every school was watching Zoom workouts. And it was during COVID. And I think a lot of schools can say, hey, we just didn't know that it was a rule. And I can for sure tell you uh, from everything that I was able to gather from covering recruiting at that time period, that once Michigan learned it was against the rules, they immediately stopped having those Zoom workouts. So yeah, I don't think they knew they were violating rules because the rules were so murky during COVID. And I think the other one was texting a recruit during uh, a dead period or something of that nature, which happens often across the country to multiple schools. But I think that one had to do with Mike McDonald. And you have to remember, Mike McDonald was just coming from the NFL. He had never recruited in a full-time position. So he probably just made an honest mistake in terms of interpreting the rules. So yeah, I, I know everybody wants to point to, well, so what? Jim Harbaugh lied. Well, like I said, can you prove he lied? Is, is you saying I don't recall an event from three years ago a lie? Like, I mean, I, I wouldn't classify it as a lie. So let's go ahead and go down to Dutchman. And he says, why are recruits committing earlier than they did in previous cycles? I don't think they're committing earlier across the board. I think since the change in signing periods, recruits have generally committed earlier i think it's different for michigan specifically this cycle they've been able to close on a lot of guys sooner than they have in the past so i don't think this is an across the board you know national thing i think it's michigan 
closing with guys sooner, um, taking commitments earlier, uh, pushing for guys harder earlier in the cycle, winning some big battles early on, having a class that has a great bond is a big part of this. I don't think a class has had this type of uh, relationship where they kind of have peer recruited each other since JJ McCarthy's class, uh, you know, that had junior Colson and Donovan Edwards. And those guys were very, very vocal in getting others on board. I think Michigan got a few great pieces in early on that have really helped lead the momentum guys like Jacob Odin, uh, guys like Jordan Marshall, that was a huge win over Ohio State. They really, really got the ball uh, rolling. So I think the peer recruiting has helped um, pretty much more than, than anything else as far as helping get others on board. I think Michigan has been a little more aggressive this cycle. And obviously coming back, uh, coming off back-to-back college football playoff appearances, uh, Big Ten championships, I think it proved that Michigan wasn't a fluke the year prior. So kids were more invested uh, in Michigan and we're believers in, in the culture that Jim Harbaugh has established uh, in Ann Arbor. Let's go down to Vince uh, Aluzo again. And he says, "Will oh, we have a super chat. Thank you to our producer, Megan, for that. Uh, and Devon Robinson says, anyone worth poaching from Northwestern 2023 or 2024 class with the mess they have? No, I, I kind of went through their list and there isn't really anybody that, you know, that Michigan's looking at from a 2024 standpoint and with the class pretty much full, probably not. I mean, from 2023, you do have transfer Nigel Glover visiting this weekend for the barbecue at the big house. He is uh, out of Clayton Northmont, which is from the, the same school that produced Rod Moore. So I think Michigan will have an inside track if they push for him. And obviously they're bringing him in this week for the visit this weekend for a reason. Um, Nigel Glover is a guy that Michigan didn't really recruit a ton. They kind of saw him as a, a tweener during the recruiting process. Uh, he was listed as a linebacker, but looked like he could be an edge. And I just, they just never really made a, a big push for him, but he was ranked pretty high. He was an on 300 prospect. He was an industry four-star. He is a guy that I liked. I actually wrote that Michigan should offer Nigel Glover after I saw him live at the Under Armour camp in Columbus where he won uh, linebacker MVP. So he is a really talented recruit. I think uh, he's probably the lone guy that Michigan's targeting that's uh, a Northwestern transfer or commit at this time. Uh, let's go back down to Vince Aluzu. And he says, will Bryce Underwood, David Sanders, and DJ Pickett be at the barbecue at the big house? So Bryce Underwood is a maybe. David Sanders is also a maybe. He's visiting Georgia and Alabama this weekend. He's looking to come in on Sunday, but it's not completely set in stone. And uh, for those of you that don't know, David Sanders is the number one offensive tackle in the country, the number five overall recruit nationally. Out of Providence Day, same school as Jaden Davis and Channing Goodwin. Uh, Goodwin's dad, Jonathan Goodwin, an ex-Wolverine, is his position coach at Providence Day. Look, Michigan's been trying to get David Sanders on campus forever, and he's kind of tentatively scheduled visits in the past that haven't happened. So even if they do get him on campus Sunday, I would temper expectations here. I think this has been more of an a Southern battle with the Alabamas and Georgias and Clemson's and even South Carolina 
uh, really squarely in the mix. So I think pulling David Sanders out of the South is going to be tough. But as far as the status for this weekend, it's a maybe for Sunday. DJ Pickett will be on campus, the nation's number one safety. You're going to pick a five-star for next cycle that Michigan has the best shot at. It's definitely DJ Pickett. This will be his third visit, his second in the last two months. The number one safety in the country, the number one, number eight overall recruit nationally. Michigan sits in that four spot on the on three recruiting prediction machine, but I actually think Georgia and Michigan are at the top right now ahead of the in-state schools, Florida and Florida State. Like I said, he's been to campus three times. He's a really good friend of 2025 commit Chris Ewald. He has family in the state of Michigan. I think the Wolverines have done a fantastic job here, and uh, they have offered Pickett the, the opportunity to play corner as well, which is really big for him. Love him as a recruit. I went down to Zephyr Hills in the spring and saw him, and, man, that length is really, really special. I know he's only listed at 6'2", but he looks 6'4", with how long he is. The wingspan is absolutely insane. He's super athletic. He's really fast for his size as well. I mean, Pickett checks so many boxes. So I'm, I'm really excited about DJ Pickett. Uh, before we answer the next question, guys, I do have a message from one of our sponsors. We want to take a moment to shout out uh, the sponsor of our Tuesday night recruiting show and a longtime partner of the Wolverine in Lewis Jewelers. I know it's Wednesday, but we missed our Tuesday night recruiting show. So we want to make sure to take care of Lewis Jewelers and they can take care of you. Simple question, guys. Have you taken care of that gift for the special woman in your life? If the answer is no, the great news is Lewis Jewelers can help. It's stress-free and easy working with one of their non-commissioned trusted advisors, finding that perfect diamond for you. So stop by today, guys, and take care of the wives, mothers, and grandmothers in your lives. And like I said in the past, guys, if you don't have a special woman in your life, then just buy something for you. Lewis Jewelers is your diamond store and so much more since 1921. And if you're actually a, a special woman watching the show you can buy something for your special man visit them at their new location at 300 south maple road in ann arbor or online at lewisjewelers.com that's lewisjewelers.com where ann arbor and the world gets engaged all right let's keep the questions going it looks like uh, we have quite a few that i have not answered yet so going to try to be a little more speedy in the response time. And like I said, guys, you can jump the line with uh, that donate button. That super chat allows you to jump the line. It uh, also gives me money so I can travel around the country and see top targets and commits. Uh, let's go down with Luther Sanders. And he says, would you say our chances with Aaron Scott are dwindling? I've been kind of neutral with with the Aaron Scott recruitment. Obviously, his decision is Sunday, so we're just days away from him deciding. He put out the tweet that he was still having a, a really tough time and, and was confused, I think, was the word he used for how he's feeling right now. I'm a little confused as well. I, I would think the safe bet is still Ohio State. If I had to put in a prediction today, it would be for the Buckeyes, but – Michigan's hanging around. Our Zach Libby put out a story today with Jacob Odin, who expressed a lot of optimism and confidence. There's very, very cautious optimism still coming out of Ann Arbor. Aaron Scott has not told the Wolverines no. So Michigan is fighting night and day. I mean, they are on him all the time, not just the staff, the commits. Everybody has been all in on Aaron Scott. 
And that hasn't changed. Even today, the commits, the coaches, they're in contact with Aaron Scott. So we'll see what happens this weekend. Uh, like I said, I would lean towards Ohio State right now, but uh, I wouldn't be completely shocked if he picked Michigan. I do understand that it's going to be tough for him to pass up the Buckeyes on his dad's birthday. I do feel like Ohio State has the lead or I, I or is the safe bet to have the lead in this recruitment right now. But, man, Michigan has put up uh, a fantastic fight in this recruitment. So we'll see how it plays out on Sunday. Uh, David DeLees says, will the transfer target from Northwestern be at the barbecue? So we talked about Nigel Glover earlier. He will be. Uh, John Stacy was asking if Bryce Underwood compares to Vince Young. Look, I covered Texas forever. Uh, I grew up in Texas. I watched Vince Young. I, I think Vince Young is such a special runner, and I don't think Bryce Underwood is that special of a runner. Like I said, he can run. Uh, you you can't you respect him as a runner, but you don't necessarily plan for him. But I think Bryce Underwood's a better passer than Vince Young was as well. I think Vince Young had arm talent, but not nearly as polished of a passer as Bryce Underwood. Let's go down to uh, Joseph Young, who is the highest profile recruit attending the barbecue. Um, so like we talked about earlier, somebody mentioned the bigger names, David Sanders and Bryce Underwood are maybes. DJ Pickett uh, is probably the most high profile. That's a confirmed attendee. And then as far as any potential commits, I think it would be kind of maybe from the lower rated guys, especially the in-state guys, Bobby Kanka. 2025 in-state defensive lineman has been in Michigan forever. Elijah Dotson, an in-state wide receiver, who's a three-star prospect, considered a Michigan lean. So those are some that that come, you know, to the top of uh, of mind. Let's go down to uh, Juice of Wolf, and he says, uh, "Will the NCAA violations have an effect on 24 or 25 recruits?" I answered that question earlier. Uh, so simple question, I don't, or simple answer, I don't think so. Let's go down to David DeLees, and he says, with Harbaugh possibly being out for four games, if Sharon Moore coaches at least three of those games and impresses, would you consider that as his final audition for a head coaching job? So it's uh, more of a question for our team, guys, but I do think that, um, you know, that would be a great opportunity for Sharon Moore. I think he likely ends up as a head coach somewhere uh, sooner rather than later. Let's go ahead and go down to Joshua Jackson. And he says, what's the low odds we land Ryan Wingo? Um, probably like 7%. <laughs> That's what I would go with. I would say 7%, not completely down at one or zero, but uh, it's going to take a lot. I mean, Michigan would really have to up its NIL game. I think the Wolverines are definitely going to impress them on the field, but it's an uphill battle. I think the Southern schools have made things really interesting for Wingo. You have Texas, you have Georgia uh, that have been obviously mentioned recently visiting Texas A&M this weekend. So, yeah, I think it's going to be tough sledding for Ryan Wingo. And we have uh, Jorge, and he says, hey, EJ, do you think that OSU already having two cornerback commits will influence Aaron Scott's decision? Uh, no, I don't think so. Look, I mean, Ohio State knew what it was doing, taking two cornerbacks. They were always going to get Bryce West. And here's the thing. I've never felt like Aaron Scott 
was a, a Bryce West type of recruitment. I always felt like Bryce West was just going to Ohio State and he was playing Michigan and obviously ended up committing to Ohio State. I, I feel like he was a silent there forever. Uh, I don't think that's the case with Aaron Scott. Um, but to answer your question, I do think that uh, it, it really has no effect on on Scott's decision. I mean, he was fully aware of Ohio State taking two cornerbacks uh, from everything I know. They were pretty upfront with him. Bryce West has continued to recruit Scott. They were just at a seven on seven together as well. So, yeah, like I said earlier, you know, I would probably lean Ohio State right now, but anything can happen on Sunday. It really wouldn't surprise me. I think Scott has done a really nice job of playing things close to the vest. And while I think everybody kind of assumes it'll be Ohio State, like I said, I just really wouldn't be surprised. Michigan's put up a fantastic uh, fight in this recruitment. All right, guys, we've hit our 30-minute mark, and I believe that's every question. So hopefully you guys were pleased with the answers. Um, thank you guys for joining me. Um, make sure to like this video. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's going to be a fun weekend. We're going to have full coverage of the barbecue at the big house over at the Wolverine.com big boxing weekend. Earl Spence, Terrence Crawford, enjoy some barbecue, watch the fight, get over to the Wolverine.com, uh, get your recruiting information from the big event. So sign up today, $99.99 for a year or $9.99 for a month. And like I said earlier, subscribe to our YouTube channel for free, like this video. And thanks for joining me on this Wednesday night. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-427 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.